Welcome to Anchored in Transforming Truth, a podcast dedicated to learning and applying the truth of God's Word to our lives. And now for today's episode. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Anchored in Transforming Truth. I'm Indy, and I'm so glad to be back with you guys. We skipped a little week last week, but we are back in full effect so today you guys we are talking about digging in so full full disclosure (laughs) um i recorded a whole episode you guys and it was all set ready to go but it didn't go so i had to wake up and um you know, I was checking everything and had to wake up and re-recording the episode. And still in full disclosure, um, the topic is a little bit different. <laughs> it's still digging in, but with a different slant. So, you know, the Bible says that God causes all things to work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I believe that's in Romans um, 8 and 28. And uh, let me just pull my Bible and make sure that I'm giving you the right information, right? Uh Uh-oh, I bumped my mic. I'm so sorry if that made a really loud noise, but I just, it's just really important that I get it right so let me or not get it right but that I give you guys the right information Romans yeah Romans 8 28 and we know that God causes all things or everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them and so that's Romans 8:28. So uh, digging in is our title. And what does that mean? Um, you know, I had a little bit of experience this week, a little humbling experience. And um, it just, I guess the outcome of it is still ongoing still growing but if I had to wrap it up for you guys I would call it digging in but I would also say that it just helped me to realize the value and the need for absolute reliance on God no matter what progress you make or how you feel you've grown or you know, where you feel you're very competent in a certain area, um, it's always so important to just take that area especially and always take it back to God and just kind of ask him, hey, can you take a look at this? Like, can you just give me some, some feedback on this? And no matter how great and amazing and wonderful he will make us seem to the world, um, he will always be our best 
critic behind the scenes and he will let us know um you know you're on target but this area over here i i need you to bring me this area or you know this this attitude right here uh let's come on let's go talk about this let's work on this um this this character right here it's time for us to um talk about that and it's in our us allowing him to point out those things without seeing it as an indictment um you know if you have any type of um background where you feel like you didn't get this or you didn't have that or you didn't receive this any kind of abandonment rejection um you know bullying anything like that it's always a trigger if someone finds out or points out something that's not perfection right so many people proclaim to be perfectionists or they're healing from perfectionism and at the root of that is insecurity it's fear um there's abandonment abandonment um you know those type of things at the base of perfectionism uh so where it looks like someone is just like a superstar if you go beneath the surface if it has not been healed and there is no balance in their excellence then you might find a little fear a little of that that trauma that needs to be taken to God so that he could take a look at it. Um and the reason why I said he's our our best is because he will never shame us in public. He will never um make us feel horrible. Our emotions can make us feel horrible or make us feel like oh you know i'm still messing up i'm still this i'm still that but what god is doing is it's the process it's the transforming right um it's the the renewing of the mind and so it's always important even in areas where we feel competent where we feel like we're soaring we finally got it i could do this with my eyes closed um those are the areas in particular for us to be cautious and to always submit it to God and just kind of ask him can you take can you just give this a once over and he will give us his nod um either in you know yeah you're on the right track let's just work on this or you know Yeah, that's good, but that's not what I had planned for you, you know. <laughs> and so, and then to surrender to that. So this week I I got to experience a little bit of that. And just in um, you know, like I've been sharing with you guys working on some projects, some things 
learning the ins and outs of becoming an entrepreneur, um, learning about ministry, learning to trust God and, and, and the intentionality of his word. And so because all of those areas, every last one of them, are not something where I would call myself a scholar. I feel more like I'm new to it because of the approach. You know, I share with you guys that I've always been in church all my life since I was little. You know, I have pictures of me being a baby in a carrier on the way to church. So all my life I've been in church and I've known of Bible scriptures and I've known of the surface characteristics of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the surface ones, you know, the ones that we talk about often. And now since social media, we post about them and, and all of that. But the true character of God, um, what it really means for our life, um, the true importance of salvation and what that means before we die, you know, the, the value and the life presence of salvation before we get to the grave, um, things like that, what, you know, scriptures that we become comfortable with quoting and we're quoting them wrong and strong <laughs> because we really don't know what they mean or what the intent or the original um, intention of that scripture or what it referred to. You know, it's okay to pull out a scripture to quote, you know, which is what the whole armor is that that sword of the spirit it is um the the uh rhema word and rhema word means a, like an on time a in the moment word so it's not just when we see the whole armor of god and we see the element that is the sword of the spirit which is the word of god uh is not its meaning is not just to have the word of God, to have a Bible or to know, you know, certain scriptures or to know about scriptures. But that true meaning of that element, that sword, the sword is to have a right now word. So whatever battle you're in, because the whole armor is when you're you're in warfare, in battle. And so if you're in a battle for your life, what scripture do you know that speaks to the power of life? Uh, if you're in a financial battle, what scriptures do you know that speaks to um, God's wealth and his provision? You know, things like that. If you're in the battle for uh, you're waiting on God for whatever he has asked you to wait on, do you know specific scriptures to that situation that will um, speak the word of God into your situation, into the earth, 
that will put you in agreement and alignment with what God's will is because you've been in prayer and you're listening to God. You're not just demanding from God what you want him to do, but we've been in prayer in the battle, uh, before the battle, hopefully, (laughs) and Uh, You have spent enough time in God's presence where he begins to reveal his will to you for that situation and the rest of your life. And so when you get into the point with the battle gear on, your scriptures are in alignment with his will, not our um, trying to use the scripture to manipulate God or which is impossible uh, our using scripture to bring our own will and have that exalted over God's will, um, which is, again, not possible. Um, and it's dangerous. And it can is one of the quickest things that you can do to really discourage and kill your faith. And so... Um, you know, just digging in is just really in every way possible in every area of your life is just really drawing close to God. How can I get closer to God? How can I honor God in this thing, this way, this attitude, this decision, this choice, uh, this obedience, you know, um, How can I please God and understanding, again, if you have that issue with perfectionism or insecurity or anything like that, uh, pleasing God does not at all look anything like how we define in the world to please someone else or to please a group of people or to please people. Um, it, it's not defined in the same way as God, as what pleases God. Favor, um, I'm sorry, not favor, faith pleases God. Our diligence in seeking Him pleases Him. Uh, our obedience pleases Him. The way we praise and we honor God pleases Him. And we learn about these things as we dig into God's word. So, you know, and this week in my lesson, (laughs) in my pursuit of learning what God's word means, uh, I guess that's the way I can define it. I've been trying to find a a way to define it. Um, I, I knew God's word and I could quote scripture. I didn't always know where it is. And I still, you know, in a lot of places, I don't know where it is, but I'm learning um, to know if I'm going to quote it. One, I want to know that I'm, I, I can refer to it um, and I'm not just quoting it. I just feel like it just gives me a reliability and a trust worthiness if I actually know where it is and then two um if I'm quoting something I really become sensitive to am I quoting it correctly am I quoting it in context you know which is what I was started out talking about in with the armor you know we can pull out scripture but 
do we understand the context around that scripture and are we pulling it out correctly? Um, for example, I was looking at John 10 and 10 uh, last night, I think, and it's the scripture that talks about, uh, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, the thief comes just to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And again, let me make sure I'm giving you guys the right thing. Yeah, the thief's purpose, this version, has the wording is a little bit different in this Bible that I'm looking at. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, which is the same scripture as the, the thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Um, a lot of times that scripture, and I've done it too, so I'm not casting blame. I've done it many times until I... Um, God has been taking me through this process to learn to go and learn it in context. What, what was it actually talking about before it got to that scripture? That's what it means, context. When you hear someone say, what, put it in context. What were they talking about in that chapter before you got to that exact verse? And what are they going to lead into? Um, so, in John chapter 10... What he's talking about prior to that verse, a lot of times that verse is, is referred to with like wealth and health and money and the material things and, and stuff like that, right? But what he's actually talking about is where Jesus is being referred to as the shepherd. And how God is pleased with him because the shepherd, like an actual real life shepherd, um, their mindset, their heart is to always be with the sheep. Uh, they live with their sheep and they will fight to the death for their sheep. Uh, if one sheep strays off, they will leave the, the herd, if they're called a herd, they'll leave the group of the sheep and go in search of the one to bring it back to the fold and um, you know sheep really depend on the shepherd because sheep are not very smart <laughs> they're not um, intelligent in a lot of the things that they need to be intelligent of or regarding and so the shepherd has to do a lot of thinking a lot of um, preparing ahead knowing the terrain um, knowing where he's leading the sheep uh, what's in that area and so um, you know it's being referred to as Jesus as the shepherd and so in that example it talks about the gate and how Jesus is not only the shepherd, but he's the gate. And all of this is, is reference to salvation, right? So Jesus is the only way. He's referred, you know, he's being referred to as the gate and the shepherd 
in this John chapter 10 before we get to that 10th verse. So he's the gate and the shepherd. Um, he's the gate in reference to salvation, that he's the only way for us to get to the Father. And it's through salvation, through grace. It's not, you can't have salvation through works or being a good person or doing good deeds. Uh, it's salvation through grace. And then Romans 10, 9 and 10 uh, talks about how to receive salvation. And I'm going to give you a little bit more information at the end of the the episode on salvation but that's what he's talking about and he talks about the thief doesn't come through the gate so the enemy can't go through Jesus we the sheep go through the gate we go through Jesus to receive salvation the thief jumps the gate he comes over the gate as a thief does you know so it's a lot of word pictures that he's kind of all mixing together but you know the way Jesus flows you know he got it like that he's he's just swag like that where he could do all of these analogies and all of these word pictures um and parables and they just all flow so you know he's saying that the thief jumps the fence and you know he's sneaky he's deceptive and he tries to lure the sheep away but because that shepherd, which is also Jesus, because but a shepherd in real life, because the shepherd lives with the sheep and he dwells with his sheep. And that's the only voice that the sheep hear day in and day out, whatever unique sounds or or, um, you know, commands that that sheep, that shepherd has conditioned the sheep to become accustomed to, you know, if he does a clicking sound or he makes a whatever, a call, or he just talks, um, you know, whatever is unique to that shepherd because he dwells with them and he's with them all the time. That is the voice. That's the sound that the sheep learn to respond to. So then here comes the thief over the gate and that voice is now foreign. It's different. It doesn't sound like my shepherd. Uh, it doesn't, that's, that this thief doesn't know the, the different calls and, and things that my shepherd does. So he talks about how um, in, in John, it, it's talking about how the sheep does not respond to the stranger's voice which is the thief, which is the enemy. Um, the, my sheep know my voice and they respond to it. Um, and so it just goes on and, and talks about that and, and how God is pleased that he, the shepherd, which is Jesus, has laid down his life for the sheep and how he goes after the one um, to bring it back to the fold and how his heart and his dedication and his just his entire being is committed to the sheep and how the father is pleased uh, with him. And so then we get to kind of like the 10th verse where it says the thief only comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And so it's not just talking about 
wealth and and all of those things it, it honestly can't be talking about that because you know we have the scripture that says um seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness his way of doing things and then he'll add all of the other things so if we're digging in if we're seeking god's presence god's voice god's salvation god's peace um god's way of seeing things and and thinking about things uh doing things believing god's way of faith god's way of understanding you know if we're seeking that first and that's our primary pursuit we're digging in that's where we want to know not because we want something in return from him but we just love being in his presence we just love the experience of the peace that we pursue which is god we love the experience of his righteousness of his yoke of releasing the burden we love the taking off the weight of trying to be responsible and carry heavy things that we were never designed to carry because God wants to carry them for us. And so seek his way first, seek his way. And if we don't know um, that seek can also refer to a seek how to have it, seek his way. What, what is his way? You know, it's so we could be seeking to do his way, uh, maybe because we've spent time in the Lord, in, in the Lord's presence or, or we've spent time, um, you know, reading his word and practicing. But if we're new to the faith or we're having a new experience like God has taken me on where I'm literally excuse me I feel like I'm relearning from the beginning like I'm being introduced to God for the first time and um, just looking at him and his kingdom and his ways and his desires from with fresh eyes so if you're new or you're just taking a new journey and you don't know what God's righteousness is what does that mean seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, and I think that's uh, Matthew. Uh, if I don't know what that means to seek him, then I'm seeking him to learn what it means. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So I'm pursuing um, to learn what it means. To please God. I'm seeking to learn what it means um, that it's his righteousness. Yeah, it's Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So that John 10, 10 verse, I've come that they might have life and may have it abundantly. Um, We seek God first. We seek Christ first. We have to first have salvation. Uh, The promises that are in God's word are to those that have received salvation. So the first thing to seek is salvation. 
um, and then once you come into the fold so let's say it's it's um, you know it's the sheep within the fold and then there are sheep that are outside stray sheep that don't belong to a fold the shepherd watches over his sheep so those are the ones that have received salvation because remember in John 10 he talks about he's the gate uh, and that's the way the sheep enter. That's the only way to receive salvation is through Jesus. And he's watching over them. He's giving his life for them. He's dwelling with them. And so that's the whole process of what happened with Jesus not only dying on the cross so we could have eternal life salvation, but he also died on the cross so that we could dwell with him, so that he, we could be one with him, be in his presence constantly and learn how to hear his voice and learn how to understand his expectations and and how to live this life successfully how to battle when it's time to battle and how to let God fight for us when it's it's he doesn't want us to enter into the battle and and how to believe and trust his word and trust him and so that's the dwelling the shepherd dwelling with the sheep um, but it first started out in John 10 talking about the gate. You have to first enter the gate and entering that gate is salvation. And then once you enter it and you, you're in the presence of the shepherd, then that's your life that you live. And that's the Bible. That's all the promises of the Bible, the protections that God has for us, the provisions, right? And then unveiling the purpose. We don't have to seek purpose. Purpose is already in the, the uh, benefit package <laughs> of being in the fold. And um, so in Matthew 6.33 where it talks about seek ye first the kingdom. Seek first salvation. The kingdom is salvation. Um, so that you can be reconciled back. You were made in God's image and you were intended to be in the fold in the first place. But then sin entered in, right, in Genesis. Um, and so when we hear about Jesus reconciling us back, you think about a couple that, you know, they're, they were together, and then, you know, maybe they break up for a little bit, and then they, they reunite, they reconcile, you know, and they go on. And so it's, it, that's what it, it's referring to when you hear someone say, you know, Jesus reconciled us or the reconciliation of Jesus. We were, we belong to God. And that's why he loved us so much and he didn't want to stay separated from us. And so he sent his son Jesus to once and for all take care, um, take care to eliminate what continually made us be together and then separate because of sin. And then he forgave the sin and then sin was committed and so we separated again. And so they had to be, uh, you know, sin put onto the lamb and taken out into the, you know, it, it was that back and forth thing, but to once and for all take care of us being able to be together, to be one, to be in the fold. That's the kingdom. And so seek first the kingdom and not only the kingdom, but his righteousness, the things that he calls right, uh, which is a lot less work than trying to be righteous in this world and in, in our own doing. Uh, it's a lot less work. So seek that first 
and not seeking it because we want something, not because we want him to give us stuff because stuff is going to vanish or, you know, we're going to go grow tired of it and, and have a yard sale or throw it away or, you know, it just becomes clutter in our homes or, or whatever, not seeking to have things, money, you spend money, cars, you know, after a while you trade it in and you, you get a new one, houses, everything in this life that we can attain physically in some form or fashion, it, it becomes old and worn out or even our bodies, you know, we we're young and then, you know, <laughs> we're not so young. And so everything of this life is not worth trading for the eternal, the, the, if I can make up this word, the not growing old, the not growing staleness of God. So seeking him because we love him, because he loved us so much that he extended grace where he could have full well uh, judged us um, for sending his son, for sending his son, for the way he allows us to be seen as his child. So his one and only son is Jesus. So all the characteristics that Jesus um, carries spiritually, his power, his righteousness, all of that, when we accept salvation, we take on those same characteristics in the eyes of God because he sees us through Jesus, through that gate right which is why in John 10 he was talking about he's just so uh, it was referred to how God is so pleased with Jesus so we are grateful and humbled by such a gesture um, that someone would send their son to die for people that many of them will never receive or accept the gift but the gift is still sent anyway and it's available even down to the very last moment um the key makes the gift still available like there's no cutoff period until it's cut off right and so that's why we're seeking the kingdom first that's why we're seeking to come through that gate and to be a part of that great shepherd's um fold because he is so loving and so caring and so then because we're his he just by character he gives us these things he gives us a life he turns our life around he transforms it he makes things available you know he he makes favor abound over our life you know, where it looks like the end to us, he says, just hold on, you know, just keep waiting, just keep believing, keep encouraging your faith through my word. I'm coming through. I gave you a promise and I'm not like people. I don't break my promise. I don't care how long it's been. Um, you know, just keep going. I follow a couple uh, on social media and cute couple. They're so funny. 
um, and they just recently got pregnant, a uh, young couple recently got pregnant and they shared the testimony on YouTube and on their Instagram page that they had been believing God for 11 years to have a baby and they could never have a baby. They, they've been pregnant and lost the babies and they've tried everything imaginable. You know, it reminded me of the woman with the issue of blood. And God finally gave them a baby, a baby girl, and so she's pregnant. And so that just speaks to like, don't give up no matter how long it's been because time and our time is measured different in the kingdom and time in God's time is is different and when we are faithful to seek God's voice to seek his presence to love him and to draw near to dig in um, and to make firm our feet in our relationship with God the the Bible says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Um, why diligently? Because anything that is diligent is intentional, right? If you've been waiting 11 years, um, trusting and believing God, that's a diligence. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, there may have been some why gods and some, you know, Lord and some frustrations and, you know, I. It, but God gives us grace for what he knows is our human side. But when we wait on God, when we pursue God beyond, you know, I want this now, but I'm still pursuing God. I'm still loving God. And then it kicks over into, you know what, Lord, whenever you want to do it, um, I'm just, I've been pursuing you so much and in your presence so deep that now it's kind of shifted where I have fallen in love with you. And so whatever you, whenever you decide, if you don't decide, because I've seen your hand so mighty in my life, because when you correct me, it's not like when people correct me, because you have kept your promise, you haven't left me. You, you haven't forsaken me. You've taken me through all of these different stages in my life. Uh, and you've preserved me where there were people that maybe I started out with or I went to high school with or I used to work with them. And, and you find out they passed away or this happened or that happened. And you say, God, you, that could have been me. Or you read a story of someone who has so many similar uh, life characteristics and you say gosh that could have been me you know but God has been so faithful to you even through the hard times and so you fall in love with him and so that's seeking first the kingdom and then he adds all the other things that he knows not only that you want but that he also wants for you, which is usually beyond what we can imagine or think. And, and that's talked about in Ephesians 3 and 20. You know, he's capable through the power that's already working in us to do exceedingly uh, abundantly beyond um, our limitates, limited thinking and believing. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Um, that's kind of the process that God took me through this week. He had to bring me back and 
and um, just help me remember to stay, uh, I guess the word would be dug in, you know, continue to dig in, continue to pursue God and that, yes, he's going to take us through victories, but we cannot um, put, uh, replace or reposition our hope in those victories and, and start becoming so confident in our accomplishments or our competencies that we take them away from our hope and our absolute clinging to God. Uh, that's where it has to remain. Uh, we are that sheep. We, we don't know so well. <laughs> we don't, we aren't, um, you know, able to on our own be able to navigate the terrain. Only the shepherd knows. Uh, and he knows each one of us and he knows when just one is missing. Um, that's how precious each one of us are. So um, join the sheephole, go through the gate. If you have not already received salvation um, and if you have and maybe you've strayed away from the fold, come back. Um, the shepherd is always excited about reconciling you to the father. Um, and so I'm excited to share with you that um, a guide on salvation is now available. Uh, the same link that I post each week, it will be in this week's description box. Uh, and it's a free downloadable guide on salvation and it just kind of walks you through and answers some of the the questions that many people have about salvation whether you're curious about it you've been thinking about it or you've already received salvation you still may have questions uh, I had questions and and found out a lot of things that I didn't know about salvation and so it just kind of uh, addresses many of those topics I believe it's like 20 pages or so. Uh, I honestly can't remember how many pages, but it walks you through just explaining what is salvation and what is sin and um, can I lose my salvation and um, just different things like that. And then towards the end is a final like overview of the process of receiving salvation. And then there's a page where you can pray uh, the prayer of salvation and receive it. And, um, and then it kind of gives you some of the steps to take once you receive salvation, what do I do next? And so it gives you, I believe that's in there, uh, the eight step journey. So go to the link. It's going to be in the description box and download it. If you've been thinking about salvation, you, you want to receive salvation, you want to make sure you're secure, which is the name of the guide, secure. Um, and uh, if it's not for you, if you have a family member, a friend, uh, a co-worker, a neighbor that you wanted to share the message of salvation with, but you weren't sure or confident in the information, uh, it's a great guide to help walk you through that. Or you can just print it out and give it to them. Uh, it's not a physical book, so it's a PDF. As soon as you go to the link, there's no charge for it. It's free. And you just download it. Uh, if you're a church or a reform 
organization, um, you know, halfway house or, you know, preparing people to uh, get reacclimated into society, anything like that. It's great for any number of groups. Um, it can also be used as a teaching curriculum uh, for Sunday school classes or online uh, to teach on salvation. So definitely go to the link. It's linktree forward slash Indrealities, and you can access that that guide. There will be more resources coming. Uh, at the end of that guide, Secure, the one on salvation, uh, it gives reference to the next guide, which is on how to read your Bible and how to pray. That should be coming out uh, really, really soon. I'm working to get it prepared for you guys. Um, so once you receive salvation, how do I pick a Bible? Where do I start reading in the Bible? How do I pray? How do I know God hears my prayers? If I made a mistake, does God stop listening to my prayers? Those are the kind of topics that will be in the next guide. Um, so once that's available, I will definitely let you guys know. But definitely go and pick up that guide on salvation. All right. Thank you guys for joining me here another day. And uh, I really, really appreciate you guys uh, for staying with me all this time. Continue to spread the word to let others know that we're here and we're spreading the truth and sharing the truth of God's word so that we can live transformed life, right? Lives. So uh, continue to do what's best, make the best decisions for your family. And until next time, I will talk to you guys later. All right. Thank you for listening to Anchored and Transforming Truth, a podcast where we come together to learn about truth the way God intended. We hope to see you next week when we continue to learn, trust, and surrender to what God wants to do in our lives. Until next time.